Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Well, welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, the one, the only, D-Dub. And with me today, as always, is my faithful acolyte, see, I remembered, Stratosphere. Well, it's better than being a neophyte, I always say. <laughs> Let's get really obscure. But hi, folks. See, he just does this stuff, folks, to kind of throw me off my game. It, Not that my game No, I, I do it to keep you on your toes, well, as you do me. You know, that's because that's we're professionals, damn it. That's right. We're not getting paid, but we're professionals. You know, my uh, 
my company just recently started a new program. Okay. The tail, the the end result of it is supposed to be they're trying to keep their employees on their toes. Okay. They raised all the urinals six inches. Ouch. <laughs> anyway. Be careful with that joke. It's an antique. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this week our film is Diamagen. And as is customary, the best place to start with this one would be the, the plot. plot. Okay. Now, the, mo- the movie opens with uh, a household of peasants, Japanese, of course, cowering during a series of earth tremors that are interpreted as the escape attempts of Daimajin, a spirit well, that is... They tra- actually refer to him just as Majin. Yeah, or Majin... Actually, they kind of reverse a little bit in the in the uh, thing... See, the, the version that I saw was um, ja- original Japanese with subtitles. I'm, I'm sure okay. I'm sure you probably saw the English, so we, we, we may differ on a couple minor points, but the way it's pronounced in Japanese, ironically, is Majinda. Right. Well, even in the dub, they, they don't actually refer to him at any point as Dai Majin. Oh, okay. They just refer to him as the god Majin. Well, uh, not, not to get too obscure, I know... Die, that that word fragment in Japanese means large, because um, the a lot of the kaiju movies that we review are also referred to as die kaiju. Kaiju just means strange monster. Die kaiju means large strange monster. Wow! So in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, she'd be die marge. Yes. Oh, okay. You want obscure quotes, folks? There you go. Yeah. Anyway. And we just can't get away from Tim Burton, can we? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the longest-running joke we've ever done. Anyway, uh, okay, so the, this Daimajin, or Majin, has uh, a spirit that's trapped within the mountain. Now, the village gathers at their shrine. This is observed by the local feudal boss, Lord Hanabasa, a good and just man. It is also observed by his treacherous chamberlain, Samanosuke. Which, that, that took me a while to figure out how they pronounce it because they really talk fast in Japanese. Oh, very much so. Well, then again, they probably think we talk rather fast also. Uh, I don't know. Never never asked anybody to be honest. But well, aside from maybe Nick, Nick Adams in, in the movie for two weeks down the road, but we'll get to that. Okay. Samanosuke has been waiting for just such a diversion to stage a coup d'etat. In other words, he he basically wants to get rid of uh, Lord Han- Habana- Habanasa or Hanabasa. How about we just call him Habanero for now? Okay, Lord Habanero. Ha- I can't even say that. <laughs> the, Hala- the, the Jalapeno? Okay, Jalapeno. Lord Jalapeno. <laughs> that would be such an awesome supervillain name, Lord. <laughs> Lord Jalapeno. Pepper gas, huh? Montezuma's Revenge. Oh! Anyway. There's just some things you just can't unthink, you know. Right. <laughs> so anyway, as the villagers pray, pray, Samanosuke and his henchmen slaughter Hanabasa and his wife, but their son and daughter escape, aided by the heroic samurai Kogenta. Is that is that how it's pronounced in the ja- in the English dub? Sounds close enough. Okay. When I first saw the, you know, because a lot of these times I look at the plot kind of first to okay. familiarize myself, and then I'll watch the movie. But it looked like Kogenta, like Magenta. But it, it's, I was getting Kogenta. That sounds right, and I'll be honest, I've actually watched the movie probably three times now. Really? And I can't, 
I can't remember any of the characters' names. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, he's he's a samurai that's loyal loyal to uh, Lord Habanero. And back at the shrine, Samanosuke. Oh, you mean Lord Jalapeno? Yeah, the, okay. yeah the, the, the good guy. Lord Hot Pepper. Yeah. Back at the shrine, Samanosuke's men break up the uh, the little prayer meeting, and they forbid all such gatherings in the future. The priestess issues a dire warning, but the men ignore her. As is customary in these kind of movies. Yes. Because if anybody everybody paid attention to the shaman slash priestess slash whatever, then they'd be really short movies. Yeah, so, they'd be like uh, five-minute features. Yeah. Featurettes. Discouraged, the priestess, Shinobu, goes home only to find Kogenta and the two children. She takes up the side of the mountain into forbidden territory, where the stone idol, which is Damajin, stands half-buried into the side of the mountain. Near this idol is an ancient temple, safe as only Shinobu knows of, it, knows of its existence. Now, the children grow to adulthood. Uh, the print I saw basically said 10 years go by was the caption. You know, I it had it in Japanese, but it didn't have any, any sort of uh, translation underneath it, so I don't know. Hmm. Okay, well, like uh, mine was all subtitles, so that was that was basically... I mean, it it showed the. Uh, I can't even think of the Japanese word for uh, the characters, but the Japanese characters were on the screen. But then it had the dub over it saying, uh, ten years go by." Okay, I like I said, I I couldn't figure it, but I figured it had to be somewhere around ten or fifteen. Okay, so the son, Tadafumi, uh, reaches his eighteenth birthday. The years have been miserable on the villagers. And and this is really an understatement here. I mean, these people oh, yeah. are, are in living hell. Oh, yeah, they're trying to build this, or all the guys are building this fort, and you have the overseers cracking the whips. I mean, it's, it's pretty it, bad. It, it's basically the Ten Commandments in Japanese is what it is. And if I could count to ten in Japanese, I'd probably... Well, I, can, anyway. I, can do, I can do four. <laughs> is that like each knee sun chi? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we listen to craft work. So, Samanosuke is now a brutal leader who is using every man in the starving village as slave labor. The place is ripe for revolution, and surviving Hanabasa retainers are starting to return. In other words, people that were you know, loyal to him that managed to escape. Right. Al- although, although, if they escaped and they weren't exactly all that loyal in the first place, I think you could make the argument. Well, you know, there was uh, a scene in here where somebody gets beat and another one is supposed to take him to, I forget what they call it, but basically where all the uh, sick people are. They don't refer to it as the hospital or that. But before this, the guy's son comes up and says that mom is mom is dying, need you home. He's like, I got to Oh, go. yeah, and they won't let him go. Right. But then he he goes into the hospital, and before I get into that whole scene, he kind of looked like Keanu Reeves. A little bit. I won't, I won't say exactly, but I kind of see where you're getting there. Yeah, I mean, you half expect him to go, dude, whoa, it's so big. Anyway, Kogenta journeys to the village to try to gather the old retainers, but gets himself captured. Now, a boy gets word to Tadafume and his sister Kozasa that their friend, Kogenta, is a prisoner. Tadafumi tries to rescue him, only to discover it's a trap. Akbar would be so proud. I tried. It's a trap. 
I don't know. I, 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 we're not Star Wars fans. Come no. On. With uh, with both, Although, of, I did see a really cool T-shirt. Oh yeah, that had him with his fingers in one of those. Chinese oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's like, yeah, oh, it's, silly it's, Akbar, you'd think he'd have known better. So, um, uh, he got captured. It's a trap. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a trap. Yeah, with uh, both both of them waking, waiting execution. Plus, I, I got to say, it's it's really nasty the way they do the trap because they basically have this guy made up to look like Cogenta, like hanging upside down by his heels. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when when he gets cut down, then he realizes, oh, crap, it's not him. And it's like, man, that sucks. Surprise, <laughs> you're on candid camera. Yeah. Now, Cogenta, I think I got the name right, he was tortured uh, before that, red-hot pokers and all Oh, that. yeah. Oh, man, I'll, we'll build on this more later, but there, this was really well done. I, I got to say, I mean, there were a lot of really intense sequences in this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. With both awaiting execution, Shinobu, the priestess, tries to talk to the tyrant who is drinking too much, and be, he becomes incensed at all this talk of the god of the mountain. Now, and he murders the priestess. Now, here, here's something Wikipedia gets wrong. We discussed this uh, off mic. It says, uh, first gouging out her eyeballs with a red-hot fish hook. That wasn't in my cut, and I don't think it was in yours either. I didn't either. see her get her. I mean, when, when he she, ultimately did her in, she definitely the sword. had eyes to see it. Yeah. Cause like her, saw it coming. Yeah, because when, plus, like, her dying words were, well, you know, she basically says you have you have angered the the mountain god or what have you and her eyes are open during that scene so I oh absolutely i don't know where they get because that, that's kind of what makes it effective because she's giving him that okay i'm about to die but i'm going to give you the death stare type of thing give you the evil eye yeah the stink guy but japanese stink guy bad name anyway um uh, so he decides that that'd be a great name for a punk band japanese stink guy japanese i say a band name that'll yeah. work um, so he orders the, the huge idol demolished. Now, the crew that travels up the mountain to smash Daimajin accidentally discovers Kozasa and forces her to take them to the idol. Now, the soldiers bring out an enormous chisel and proceed to hammer it into Majin's head. They stop when they see blood beginning to drip from the statue. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing is a very cool effect. Uh, just the, the blood coming down and... The whole thing with the chisel, yeah, which comes into play a little bit later. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. That's that's like one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Um, horrified, the men attempt to flee, but the earth cracks open and swallows them. Which uh, again, latest in a series of cool effects in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Kozasa begs Daimajin to save her brother and punish the wicked Samanosake. At the fortress, Tadafumi and Kogenta are tied to large crosses, awaiting their fate. Kozasa offers her life to Daimajin and attempts to throw herself over the nearby waterfall, but the rock and earth covering the lower half of the idol fall away, and it walks out into the clearing. Kozasa prostrates herself before it, and it kind of waves its hand over its stone face, and it reveals the true face, which uh, is like a vengeful spirit, says here, resembling that of a grotesque shogun, which I'd say it's pretty accurate. It looks pissed. Oh, oh, to put it mildly. Yeah, I mean... It, it, and it, the freaky thing about that is, okay, you got the mask, but the way the thing's eyes moved around in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this thing... Well, uh, uh, we'll get to that when we start 
giving uh, thoughts on the whole thing. But basically, Daimajin goes to Samanosuke's stronghold, which he destroys. And, uh, and he yeah, really destroys this thing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> now, very here, nice mat work in there, or very nice effects work there, too. Yeah, the, I was going to say, the mat work is, is, like, awesome because, I mean, you don't, you really, we've, see, we've seen a lot of movies from this era, and usually, like, the green screen and all that, you can see it. This was tight. As far the the print I saw, it looked it, maybe I don't know if it was because it was restored or whatever, but the print I saw, the matte work and the green screen was was really tight looking and and it looked real. Oh, ap- yeah. I mean, the thing, uh, Bajin was not really that big. I think they, he was maybe thirty feet. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a, a huge thing, but like well, he's knocking down the tower. In I that. would say his head was about the the height of a man so no doubt yeah he was probably i think i saw somewhere he's somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 feet but okay he, I mean, it wasn't huge by I'll, any stretch i'll take your word for but it but he's big enough and uh now here here comes the like the best part of the movie now he starts going after after he tears down this fortress and he, and he really doesn't even like make it look hard tearing down doesn't the fortress. even break stride yeah he's just i mean they tried putting chains across the road to knock him over. Yeah, the, he just pulls him. Yeah, the whole thing is a house of cards to him, which is awesome because you, you saw how much effort they put into reinforcing this fortress throughout the movie to have him come and be like, huh, huh, huh. Like, boom. And uh, so after he uh, after he finally starts to go after Samanosuke, he basically grabs him, takes the chisel out of his forehead, and impales Samanosuke on, on the wall. Which, I mean, they show him carrying Samasuke yeah. down the road. He just, like, slams him on the wall, reaches up, grabs the thing out of his head, and tunk. Yeah. and, and Kind of like what you or I would do with a thumbtack on a bulletin board. Yeah, or, well, I was going to go with the analogy of, uh, you know, pinning up a butterfly onto, into a display case is kind of how he does it. Kind of, yeah, uh, but uh, but then after that, he just keeps going. Well, yeah, because his last directive was basically to you know kill the wicked. And there's still an awful lot of wicked, but and he, he kind of just starts you know turns it as they put it here turns its wrath upon everything in sight. Now Kazasa once again offers her life, and her teardrops fall on his stone feet. And when that happens, it basically stops and it crumbles into rubble. Yeah, yep. And uh, that's basically that scene. That's that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't think it was a. I can't. I don't remember how long the movie was, um, but yeah, probably maybe about an hour and a half. Um, but I'll tell I you what. Here, but for it being the same company that was putting out Gamera at the same time. Yeah. This was a damn nice looking film. It looked nice. The. I thought the the plotting and the characters I felt these felt like real characters to me. Um, the cinematography just gorgeous. All those scenes where they're like running through the forest and you got the misty the mist of the oh, mountains yeah, coming. Yeah. Very atmospheric. That's a you know I, I'll agree a hundred percent with what you said. Considering this is the same company that's making you know Gamera, which is I mean Gamera is the movie we love them, but they're totally silly. This, uh, was, this silly was and they look like a lot of them don't look all that good. But yeah, this this was meant to look good. It did look good. It did 
I tell you, my for me the money shot of the whole thing was Damajin. I know Majin, whatever the, the 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 big guy. He's going through the middle, and one of like the uh, the towers. There's a bunch of guys, all literally paralyzed with fear, as Damajin, you know, is walking by, and it stops, and they all stop, and you could just tell they're all holding their breath, and then it turns its head toward them. And there's a great reaction shot where they're just like, oh, crap, we're going to die now. Yep. Then he raises his hand and kabam. Yeah. Basically just swats them off like like so many flies. And, you know, that's that's the thing, too. That shot looked good. You look at any of the uh, kaiju films we normally watch. You really don't get quality work like that. No. To where it almost seems seamless. Yeah, I had never... Re- I had only heard of this movie, like, about two months ago. I had never even knew it existed. And it was it was sort of like, okay, let's throw that in the mix. This is arguably, of, of all the movies we've done, this is the most pleasant surprise I think I have experienced in terms of, oh, my God, I really want to see this again. It is that good. Yeah, my, my whole experience with this, I remember seeing it probably once when I was younger. Did they actually show it on TV? I think, I believe they wow, did. Wow, I missed that because one. Because I remember Majin more than anything. Okay. But uh, I'd have to say probably about six months ago as I was bouncing around looking for something on Amazon. Between that and listening to uh, the Kaiju cast. Right. Uh, for those that... Don't subscribe. It's very good. Listen to it. Uh, when when he's talking about a movie that I've actually seen, which that's that's my only problem with the Kaiju cast. He, <laughs> I mean, there's there's so many of them out there, and I'll be honest with you, I just there's probably at least half to a third that I've never watched in my life. This being among them, originally that's a, that's how I was sort of like, okay, what is this? I actually, you know, I tell you where I heard about it. That Godzilla book you had owned me, Godzilla on my mind. Okay, the one you said you were kind of could take or leave. They mentioned it in there. Okay, and I was like, well, I never heard of this, so I started researching it, and then I was able to uh, get a copy. And like I said, it just blew me away. I was not expecting this to be the the high quality, both special ef- well, you know, your special effects. The characters felt very real, very fleshed out. The 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 plot moves very well mm-hmm. i mean uh, a thumbs up all around i cannot i, I can't yeah. find fault with the movie to be honest with well, you. well you know i don't know if you're aware of this or not but all right they made three of these daimajin movies. yes and i did not see the other two I, I can't get copies of the other two well i have them i have them on blu-ray though okay um to finish my story i found them very inexpensively on blu-ray on amazon so I okay got them. but they filmed them all and they release all three of them in the same year. You know, usually there's like a year year between them. So yeah. they must have they really banged them out quick. Uh, they all basically follow the same kind of plot. I kind of looked, you know, somewhat briefly, because uh, under the Wikipedia entry, it basically lists all three plots. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it basically looks like, okay, um, you know, it's, it's a, a similar plot. But I almost don't want to watch the other two because this one is just so perfect in and of itself, all, all self-contained, you know? Oh, I I, I can understand that. Uh, there are just a couple of absolutely gorgeous, or as you like to call them, money shots in there, though. Yeah. And I want to say the second one where Majin first appears. Right. He 
the water parts and he just kind of rises. Ew. And they restored this shot and it just looked absolutely fantastic on the Blu-ray. Like I said, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if because obviously I, I the the copy I saw was just an AVI uh, file that I had downloaded okay. off the net. But like I said, I, you know I can be as nitpicky as almost anybody as far as you know. Hey, you can barely see the wires. You know, yeah. we, we we love cheese. That's half the fun. That well, you know, really, I almost feel guilty about about reviewing this in the sense that you know we a lot of these movies we review are really cheesy. Mm-hmm. This is like so anti cheesy. This is a serious like drama that oh, happened. Absolutely, that, th- that's what blew me away. This was not. It was not silly. It was not directed as at kids. I mean, oh, this uh, this was no. It was not. <laughs> I mean, it was just so different from what I'm used to. I mean, you could you could release this thing intact today because it's really you know it's a period piece. Yes, yes. You could release this thing intact as this would get a PG thirteen. Based on based on uh, you know the blood, the certainly the violence, the whipping of the the slave labor, uh, the torture of the one character. Yeah, and that gets uh, I'd say about as graphic as you can get without actually showing it. Certainly, yeah, the I mean he's ha- he's showing some serious scars later in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. When it's not like oh yeah he it's not like the old uh, oh those Nazis they're. They're devils. They they didn't they don't relieve a mark, but they still inflict their pain. It's like, oh no, you you saw this guy Cogenta's battle scars, and it was like, ooh, yeah, he yeah, that a, that hurt. He had a pretty nasty one on the side of his face. Yeah. Mm. So uh, that's that's why I said this was it. Just blew me out of the water. I think this is the first kaiju I've ever seen that. Really, it's more Japanese cinema that just happens, and I've seen Japanese cinema before, like Rashomon. The Seven Samurai. I've seen a few, you know, in college and stuff like that. This was on a level with that, in my opinion, but it just happened to have, you know, a 30-foot stone giant that was destroying the village at the end. But, you know, make him, make him uh, you know, six feet two and put a serapi on him. It's, it's the man with no name from Clint Eastwood, right? I never thought of it, but it's uh, quite possible, sure. Yeah. Just show up at the end. Almost like, uh, well, no, not the Lone Ranger, because they all kind of wrote. Never mind. My anyway. train of thought just went off the track, sir. That's okay. So, uh, any uh, any final thoughts on this? All I can say, like you, when I actually watched it, a very pleasant surprise. I kind of went in not really having a lot of expectations one way or the other. Right. But uh, I... I think this one definitely goes into my top five all-time favorite kaiju movies. Uh, you know what? I I gotta agree with you. And again, going in, if you'd have told me, yeah, you're gonna love this, and and it's funny, I actually I had downloaded it, and I kind of said, well, let me see what this monster looks like. So I kind of like just um, kind of skipped in ten-minute increments so I could see where they'd actually show the monster, and I see it at the end. Again, no context whatsoever, and I'm kind of like, that's it? That doesn't look scary. But once you see the entire movie from beginning to end, it's like, oh, my God. Like I said, when he's going, especially, like I said, for me, that's the money shot of the whole thing is where they're on that tower, and it stops, and, and like these eight 
nine guys are all hanging on this tower, and they all just freeze like, oh, crap, what's it going to do? And it just looks toward them, and it's like you almost get a chill because it's like this thing looks like I'm, I'm going to make you beg for death's sweet release. Yeah, and those eyes just wigging around in his head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a quality quality stuff all around for a 1966 movie well well worth seeing well well worth picking up i may actually buy this damn thing <laughs> well now that our final thoughts are out of the way i'd say it's time to rate this sucker uh what's our highest rating craptacular craptacular plus plus i i have to agree with you craptacular all the way and this is definitely something i know i'm probably going to revisit a couple of more times uh, I intend to see it at least one more time before I uh, stow this one in the archives because you know you're when we when I look at these movies I'm kind of looking with with the quote unquote critic's eye. I really would like to kind of just put this on and you know just kind of watch it just for pure entertainment value to see now, now it's been like well we were supposed to record this like a week ago so it's probably been about three weeks since I've actually seen it so. Yeah, a little time has gone by. I'd kind of like to get into the entertainment value of it, but uh, definitely something to revisit. Absolutely. And for those of you who'd also like to weigh in on this, uh, our email address would be... GeeksExplainItAll at gmail.com. All right, no, no. Wrong one. The magic of editing. Yep. Uh, SecretLayerPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to visit us on the web... Go to secretlayerpodcast.blogspot.com. Okay, and so our movie for next time is... The Revenge of Frankenstein, starring Peter Cushing. And for those of you who'd like to get a jump ahead on us, after Revenge of Frankenstein, we are going to do... A uh, classic in anybody's book, but we're, it, it, not, we're, we're going back to cheesy, Monster Zero. I know you folks can't wait for those. I know I can't. And so for the Secret Layer Drive-In, this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying, go watch a B-movie, and why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Later, folks. Bye, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. Hey everybody, this is D-Dub. After we recorded the last show, we discovered that director Del Tenney had died. And so, in honor of him, as he makes his way to that great party beach in the sky, I leave you with a song from Horror of Party Beach. I don't want to be lonely, I don't want to be blue, but I can't help it. If I don't have you You lay your hand in the cafe And you lay I watch my babies lay And you lay You lay your hand in the cafe And you lay
Love you too. Love you too. Love you too. Love you too.